You're listening to The Whole Testament, a podcast putting the Old and New Testaments back together. Today, we've got Kevin in the next episode of our Hammer Mortgage Board series. He helps us understand the connection between the high priest garments and Jesus the Messiah. If you have questions or want to continue the conversation, send us an email at thewholetestament at gmail.com or leave us a comment. Hey, welcome to the Summer Smorgasbord. And uh, hey, my name's Kevin. And uh, just wanted to share a little bit um, about garments that are for glory and beauty. So I want to just take you, I've got my book and Bible here. So if I'm looking off camera, you'll kind of see what I'm doing. But uh, Exodus 28, verse 2, there's a phrase that jumped off. I was reading this uh, some time ago. And it says that the garments for Aaron were made for glory and for beauty. And for some reason that just, it just jumped off the page. And I was blown away by that. The garments are specific for glory and for beauty. So there's a beauty to them. There's a glory that's on them. Um, And the high priest would wear these um, garments in front of all of Israel. And then I, I kind of process that, and then you go farther down, verse uh, twenty or Exodus twenty-eight fifteen. There's a breast piece, and on it are these different stones for the twelve tribes of Israel. And what's crazy is if you start looking at those and you start reading them, and if you're familiar with Scripture, they're vaguely close. Well, actually, they're really close. They're the exact same ones that are found in Revelation twenty-one eighteen. They're the foundation stones that are going to be in the new Jerusalem. So you have garments for glory and beauty. Then you have the ephod or the the breast piece that has the names of the tribes on them. And then across his turban, there is a, uh, a plate that says, holy is the Lord. Now, catch this. This is really cool. So the garments are for glory and beauty for all of Israel. The, the headpiece says holy unto the Lord. So mind is on God. The breastpiece is the people. Remember the two commandments? You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love people. So the high priest was supposed to have his mind turned toward God and his heart was supposed to be toward the people. Whew. Man, that's awesome. It's so good. So, 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 it, 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 so you've got glory, beauty. The garments are for glory and beauty. You have the, the headband. You have the, the ephod. And, and you have all the components there. And he was supposed to represent the people to God and God to the people. That was the role of the high priest. So as Aaron did his ministry unto the Lord... He was the, the gap, the intercessor between the two. And if you look at uh, 1 Timothy um, chapter 1, it says, there is one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. So Aaron is like a prototype or a picture, a shadow picture of what Christ would be for us. So the high priest imagery is reflected in how Aaron is. Now, so I'm, I'm trying to build this. So hopefully you're hanging with me and you're, you're understanding what I'm trying to get at here with Exodus 28. So then 
so so you read through all of Exodus 28, and I can't read all of it because just for time's sake, but I really encourage you to read it. So he's got garments for glory and beauty. He's got something on his head. He's got something on his heart. And then once a year, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, but um, in the book of Leviticus chapter 16 is the day of atonement. So here was, here's, here's what really got me jacked, okay? So, so he's got these these. <laughs> He's got these garments for glory and beauty. And what he does is he has them on to start the day of atonement. And then he takes off the garments of glory and beauty and he puts on linen, regular linen, to then go and make intercession for the people. Are you following me? So so he takes off the garments of glory and beauty he puts on linen and then he makes intercession for the people. So I want to jump to Leviticus 16, 16, four, put on the linen garments. And then as you read through Leviticus 16 from, from verse four, all the way down to 23, he is making intercession for himself, for the holy place, for his lineage and for the people. He does all the work. Okay. So all of the verbs are, are related to he, him. They're all Aaron language. Aaron does all the work, okay? And then once he's made intercession for the people, in verse 23, he takes off the linen garments that are, that are soiled, probably in blood. Are you, are you catching what I'm laying down? This is crazy. They're soaked in blood. He takes them off and he sets them aside and then verse 24, he puts on the glorious garments again for glory and for beauty, that phrase, right? He puts them back on and then he presents himself and then he finishes the process of the day of atonement. Okay, so Philippians 2, have, Paul says this, though Jesus being in the full nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he took on human flesh, he became obedient to death, death on a cross. Then if you parallel that with Hebrews 4 and 5, he goes in and he makes intercession. He takes off the garments of glory and beauty. He puts on common garments. He became flesh. Jesus became flesh. He makes intercession by his own blood. Jesus comes in, makes intercession. Once that is done, then he ascends and then he puts back on the garments of glory and beauty and power, dominion, forever and ever. And then if you read through Hebrews 4 and 5, it says that he forever lives to make intercession for those that are being made holy. That is absolutely crazy to me. It is absolutely mind-boggling that Jesus... You know, we talk about this in the Old Testament or the, the whole Testament, rather. We talk about this a lot, but the parallels between the old and new and how they foreshadow and they're a prototype of each other is just absolutely bonkers to me. Jesus is our real high priest and he comes in the shadow or in the pattern of Aaron. And I just want you guys to let that sink in for a minute. The God-man, Jesus Christ, 
took on human flesh. We know the gospel. I mean, this is the gospel incarnate, and it's all in Exodus 28, Leviticus 16. And, and I'm really just scratching the surface here. This is more of a, of a flyby for everybody uh, today. But he takes on he takes on human flesh. He sets aside the glory and the beauty and he becomes like a man. He becomes a man and he's obedient to death, death on a cross. And therefore he's exalted above every name that is above every name, Hebrews chapter two. And I just wanted to share that with you. It was one of those zingers and, and uh, Dave and I were talking during the tabernacle piece and the garments of glory and beauty now, what's crazy here is we, we take a turn and we look at Exodus 28 and we look at Aaron, who's the high priest. He sets aside his garments of glory and beauty so that he can serve. And then what it says about the Levites is it says that their garments are for glory and beauty. So here's the subtle turn that I want you to catch. Not only did Jesus make intercession for us by setting aside his position and his authority, but in the same way, we as believers serving as priests, 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. We need to set aside anything that we think is of beauty and glory so that we might serve. Absolutely amazing. So the so really the call you know this summer during our smorgasbord is just uh, snippets, flybys. But I really want you to meditate on this just for a little bit. Glory and beauty, garments of glory and beauty. What are the things that I may think are glorious and beautiful, and am I willing to lay them down for the service of the King, and to be a representative between God and man, and man and God. And I think that's really, uh, you know, the challenge for us today. So just wanted to share that with you. Hope you're encouraged. Hope you're blessed. I know this is a kind of a short teaching. It's kind of a flyby, but I really encourage you to look at Leviticus 16, uh, Deuteronomy 28. And uh, notice the colors in Deuteronomy 28, the colors of the cross, the colors of uh, the high priest, the tabernacle. We talked about all those. They all are pointing to something greater. God said, make the tabernacle according to the pattern that you saw on the mountain. It's a pattern of a greater reality. So let's be willing to serve. Let's just go whole hog into it and it'll be great. We'll be blessed. So Lord Jesus, I just pray for my friends. I pray that all that are listening, I just pray that you be glorified in our lives. Help us to put aside the, the things that are maybe glorious and beautiful to us and uh, be willing to even lay down the glory and beauty that we have so that we might get in the dirt and serve people. And uh, we'll give you all the praise and all the thanks in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to The Whole Testament. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So share the show with your friends and family. And be sure to leave a rating and review. You can also find us on all the socials by searching at The Whole Testament. 
All of our episodes are available at our website, and you can listen to them by heading over to thewholetestament.com. We'll see you next time.